was first broadcast in Radio Newsreel, North American edition, on May the 3rd. Listen now to Patrick Gordon Walker. I reached Belzen concentration camp a few days after its liberation by British soldiers. I met these soldiers. They were filled with righteous anger. Unlike British soldiers as a rule, they wanted to talk, to tell the world what they had seen. I made recordings of these men, all of them of the Oxford Yeomanry, just outside the camp itself. I asked them to describe things they had seen and heard in this camp. First, a gunner. I am Gunner Hotrek, of the Oxford Yeomanry. My home here is in Upton Park, London. I am a Jew, and I went to this camp on the first day it was taken by our people.
you just died. I was making my way over to what was the Kutan. brought me to a standstill at the door. There sat this British private, hour after hour, cheering up the sick, though they couldn't understand a word he was saying, and ceaselessly ladling out fresh milk. Already our ambulances had begun to carry typhus cases out of the camp, but the scale of the job was appalling. British soldiers have certainly won for themselves friends in Belson. I came across innumerable acts and signs of gratitude. Perhaps the most touching was the playing of God Save the King in our honor on the rickety and out-of-tune piano in the SS canteen which the liberated prisoners had taken over. Listen. stood to attention while she played. The discs you have heard are only one part of the record that has been made of the German concentration camps. The whole world has seen photographs and films of these horrors. There is no longer the slightest room for doubt about the things that were done at 
places like Belgium and Buchenwald. The world has been horrified into belief. That is the first step, but only the first step. All the people are going to ask some questions. Questions that they must answer. What is the meaning of these things? What are we to do about them? These questions are not easy to answer. I have seen at first hand the horrors you have heard and seen at second hand. Ever since I saw them, my head has been full of them. And all the time, I've been puzzling over the questions the world is now asking itself. One thing I am sure of, the world is up against something new here, against evil in a new form. What I have seen is not just cruelty and oppression of opponents, such as the world has known before in its history. No, these things were done by men who had their cruelty and sadism under control, who did these things knowing exactly what they were doing. They were, I am convinced, deliberately and calculatingly attacking the foundations of our civilization. They were deliberately flouting the respect we have for individual human lives. They were deliberately flouting the distinction we make between human and animal. The men who set up and ran these camps delighted in arbitrary killing. They forced people in a planned way to live like animals. They made experiments on women and twins and deformed people as if they were guinea pigs. This manifestation of evil was particularly dangerous because it arose in the heart of civilized Europe and because it commanded power over men's minds and men's actions such as we have never known before. These things are very near us. That's where it comes to these feelings. What are we to do? First, we must revenge these things. We must, in a great act of world justice, punish and trample on this evil. We must harden our hearts to mercy. We all feel that. But there is something else. We must not wreak indiscriminate After having seen the worst horrors with my own eyes, foundations of primitive decency. One of these, I am convinced, is that there should be order, formality, and proven guilt before any human life is taken away. Many lives must be taken away. Let us not flinch before that task. But let us beware how we do it. That, to my mind, is one of the lessons of Belgium. You have just heard the first series of recordings made and presented by Patrick Gordon Walker of the Penny's European Service. Listen now to the second series, which has not been broadcast before. In this sequence, you will hear the voices of people who were imprisoned in the Belsen concentration camp. The sequence begins.
on the ground. In the first days of liberation, thousands more died, many of them from sheer joy at liberation. We were burying them in mass graves. What I saw 
was not quite so large as a twenty foot deep. It was half full. For the first two or three days, the burials, even on this scale, could not catch up with the deaths. It was hard to tell between the living and the dead. People lay down and died before your eyes. The skeletons would suddenly begin to move and crawl away. It was against this background that I met and talked with people who were still sane. People of practically every European country, including Germans, who were determined to recapture the lives that we had given back to them. Listen to this woman playing the violin in the SS canteen, which the liberated prisoners had taken over. Her name is Lillian Maté. When I played the disc back to her, she burst into tears. I used to be able to play, she said. I used to play before big audiences. I have lost my heart. some of the things she had done. How she had selected women at Auschwitz to be gassed and burned. How she had beaten women. She showed no remorse or regret, though she was very overwhelmed by the position she was in, and a strong guard to protect her against the fury of the prisoners. And she had been made to help bury the dead. I got her to describe Belzen camp as she had seen it with her own eyes. She speaks in a low and tense voice. But listen carefully. It is the voice of a murderess. She was describing in flat tones the mass deaths in Belzen from starvation, tightness, and neglect. I returned with a sense of immense relief from this woman and the other SS guards I spoke to back to the flesh and honest world of those who had been tortured and degraded by these guards. Here is one interview I recorded with a Czech woman named Gita Kartagena. She told me she had been in seven concentration camps in three years. The worst of them, she said, was Auschwitz. In Auschwitz, millions of our people were killed by gas. They all had different methods, but gas was the easiest one. When we came there,
self-appointed foster mothers with unbelievable self-sacrifice and tenderness in the midst of starvation. I asked some of these children to sing for me. They sang songs they remembered from before their captivity.